Welcome back to the next installment, episode, whatever, of uh, No One Has Time for Death. I have a special guest today. He just left. Um, but my special guest is my friend that I uh, told you about that I let in on what's happening. Uh, let me refresh your memory. I told you that uh, he went on vacation uh, came back and then um, we were standing outside in, at night in the dark um, around a stone altar uh, that is out in the backyard. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to kind of just get his take on stuff. So if you happen to go through this for yourself, you will uh, be able to you know, just maybe have a little bit different perspective or another perspective to add to your uh, information uh, when you're making your decision. So, um, my friend, I'm going to... My first question was, when I told you, uh, when I kind of warned you, I said, hey, it's a, you know, are you okay? Are you ready for something? It's kind of heavy. It's kind of deep, like... Did was it something? What did you first of all? Maybe what did you think was actually going to be said? Um, I wasn't sure really. I think part of me thought that you were going to like tell me something like, "Oh, I'm moving," or "You need to move," or someone you know something happened with people we know who are pregnant and, you know. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, what's going on? And then what happened when I told you that I've been going through this and it might be cancer? Um, I was startled. I was kind of shocked, obviously. I felt the air kind of not go out of you, but it felt like like, <sighs> like yeah. this like this drop and like yeah so anyway go ahead yeah so i mean that's basically what happened i was taken aback i was startled um i think there's you know the part that's disbelief that you're waiting for the okay ha 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 not funny and then uh then you realize that that's not what it was at all <laughs> that it wasn't a joke yeah so yeah, I think it was disbelief, shock, and then, you know, of course there's the, you know, what can I do, you know, and go into that whole concept of, okay, this is the plan of action now. Let's do stuff. We know what we need to do. Let's figure this out, you know, but I was still in disbelief a little bit. Well, do you think that there was a better way to actually deliver the information that maybe would have worked better for you or been like less jarring well i don't think there really i mean there's i think the fact that we were in the altar we had just walked the labyrinth and you know we were standing there on the specific type of altar that it is as well that was probably the best way to tell me and the dark was nice because then I'm not looking directly at you, which, you know, emotionally 
that is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so I think that was perfect. I mean, the fact that I had just gotten back, I was tired. I was a little, you know, already overwhelmed because mm-hmm. we all know I love to fly and all that good stuff. So yeah, but otherwise, it, you know, I think it was actually the perfect way to do it. I think interestingly um, enough, I I did plan that um, at least the dark because I do think sometimes we. Mm, how do I put that? We look to the other person or other people around us for confirmation or affirmation that what we're feeling is socially acceptable. Is is the socially acceptable way to go through it and do it. And I think that that's a really... Um, I hadn't really thought... I mean, I, I had, but I hadn't thought through it in those immense terms until you just said it. But um, yeah, like the, the concept that you, we couldn't see each other, I think was a really uh, kind of good thing. Like you said, and, and when you said earlier, like the, the type of altar that it is, it is an altar that I see as a, a connection to Hella or Helheim or the other world. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so thank you for listening, uh, and for being super supportive, um, cause you're actually the one who did most of the research. You've, you've done all the research. I've refrained from looking it up because I don't want to have that. I just don't want any more information in my head about it than needs to be at the moment right um so yeah you're the one who knows more about the potentials than i do at this moment um and you're the one who actually knows how to surf the web better than i do so i think that's helpful um yeah i definitely did do more or a lot of research but that's how i deal with things plan of action yeah True. Cool. Well, I, I mean, it was, re- remember, it hit me. Yeah. There was the point that it really overwhelmed me. And that, that was, you know, I appreciated the fact that we were in sacred space. It was dark. And, you know, I could release that. Yeah. I think it, I think, uh, well, like I wouldn't, I won't, I would I wouldn't do that with my dad. No, I wouldn't take him outside no. to an altar, <laughs> have him walk the labyrinth, <laughs> stand in the sacred space of death. No, to tell him. No, but yeah, but for for uh, our conversation about it, it was appropriate. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to add? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it's okay. ongoing, so we just got to keep walking it. That's true. It's a bigger labyrinth than we think. Yeah. Okay, well, I have some other thoughts, but I will uh, be back 
to you within just a few, depending on what kind of music I put in between the two segments. Okay, before I continue uh, with anything that I've thought about saying today, the first thing I want to do is I want to tell my friends and my family that if you uh, ever do listen to this and it ever become something that you are aware of <laughs> and that you listen to, Please know, and I would love for you all not to feel bad or guilty or anything like that because you'll know who you are. Uh, I was pretty specific, I gave some pretty specific things about my different friends and family, but um, don't feel guilty. Because I didn't tell you or I felt like I couldn't tell you. Um, we all have our own shit going on, right? We all have very busy lives and very busy things that we are doing. Um, hence the name of the podcast, right? So um, please don't feel, I don't want anyone to feel um, guilty or bad. Um, yeah. So, uh, now having said that, uh, gotten that out of the way, um, and part of my, well, part of the way I make money to support myself is through, uh, being a hairstylist and, um, tonight I did my sister's hair and I haven't done it in probably a month. And, uh, so I thought maybe this would be a good time cause no one else would be in the salon to talk to her about this um but her uh she suffers from and I've never really thought about saying suffers from uh, until now and uh, not not in probably the weight or the heaviness that it actually carries but um suffers from anxiety um and uh works in basically in the healthcare industry at the moment. Um, and so is stressed out about COVID constantly. Um, does have, uh, yeah, all of that. So, um, I just, I wanted to, I thought about talking about it, thought about it, but, um, couldn't, couldn't, uh, do it. And I think it's just cause I don't have all the information and, uh, there's no sense putting extra stress on on people who have anxiety. You know, my friend was on earlier on the podcast, uh, and we spoke about uh, how he did with me telling him. And I know that he suffers from anxiety, so um, there were things that you know were involved in me talking about that with him. So, um, but yeah, tonight. Uh, my sister, let's see. We talked a lot about 
my dad and about a little bit about my sister um, and the things that we talked about. I just don't know. I just, I, again, it's going to be, and this is all my own stuff. I, I admit, but telling them will be difficult because, you know, because of my mom, like I said, it's been seven, eight months now, seven months and, um, it will be difficult. So, um, we've talked about my dad seeing a grief counselor and that he won't, um, My nephew was in a car accident uh, when he was 17 and his girlfriend died. Um, he saw a counselor for one appointment and the counselor said, well, everything that you've mentioned that you're going through is normal. So I don't really think you need to come back. And uh, But if you ever feel like you do, let me know. And like, there's, there's so many grief things that, so many things that, I don't know. I kind of feel like we just, everyone needs a counselor first different stages of life. So we should just be assigned one at birth. Um, anyway, so, oh, yeah, it just was not the right time to tell her tonight. Definitely not. I'm pretty sure there was something else I wanted to talk about. But I can't remember. Hmm. It still, it still is very surreal and kind of unbelievable, even though, you know, someone else knows now. Um, it does feel like Hmm. Like it's not quite real, I guess, yet. But I'm sure um, it's actually a week from today when I have my CT scan and my biopsy. So we'll, yeah, we'll see um, how that goes. We'll see how that uh, this week, this next week goes. It is kind of busy. Um. There's always stuff going on, but yeah, anyway, um, I guess we'll end that segment here and I will gather my thoughts for the final one. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about today that I thought about, um, I was actually able to uh, spend some time with my dad today, went golfing, and um, while I was just out on the course thinking about things, um, I... Hmm. Well, let me start here. 
So, this was probably March 1st-ish of 2020. And my, well, no, that's not true. 10, 9, 8, 10, 9. So that weekend before my mom died, so like six, seven, eight, something of there, somewhere around there, March twenty twenty. Um, I knew. Um. That she was, going to die. Um, I think I've briefly mentioned before. Um. My spirituality. Um fact that I do have psychic abilities and I'm a death worker probably not in those such bold terms but I had pulled runes which are a divination tool and asked um, if my mom would last two weeks and basically the answer was no um the day before, the night before she died, the day before, I spent hours listening to music, looking at music, something that I maybe could sing at her funeral, and she hadn't even died yet. I was supposed to come down the Friday before she died because I lived in a different state. I was supposed to come down and take care of some business stuff. And I knew then that 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 trip was the business reason was not the primary reason for coming. Um, and when the business thing fell through, I decided not to come down. And that would have been my last time seeing her, and I would have been here uh, at home. I knew, and I didn't trust myself, so, it's difficult, and maybe this is a, a different way to put it, or a different way to keep going with this line of thought. People ask me all the time when I'm doing readings for them about future events, and my philosophy in the past has been, you know, it's like a, trying to there's too many things that can change that are variables. Everything's a variable, you know. So if everybody continues on the path they're continuing on and, do, and they don't deviate, then it's, we can tell because of the patterns what, what will happen um, or what probability of things that will happen. Yes. Well, I knew... And I didn't come 
down. So even knowing the future doesn't always mean that you're going to make decisions to alter it, to change it, to change what you're doing or what your experience is. Even if we knew the future, sometimes we don't do or make decisions to change it or to, yeah, maybe not change, but you would do things differently. You know, if you, if you knew you were going to die in a year, would you do things differently? Would I do things differently? So I thought about that today. I thought about the fact that I was given the information and the knowledge to be able to make different decisions. No, I was given more information and the decision I still made, I shouldn't put it that way. I was given information more than probably I normally would have had. And I made the decisions I made. Do I regret not seeing my mom for one last time? I don't, I don't feel like I do. Um, It was just the way it went down, the way it happened. Um, am I going to make different decisions now, especially if, you know, um, if it comes back better or worse or, or, you know, highly treatable or not treatable at all. Like what I, I, I just don't have all the information at the moment to make those decisions, but does this make me want to live each day, enjoy each day, enjoy the moment, um, and enjoy the moments, enjoy the people around me. Um, yeah. Does it make me want to tell people? No. Cause I think then that, could possibly fuck up those moments. <laughs> um, I also think that uh, it could hmm. yeah, I don't know. I also don't want to, we were joking. We've, we've taken to joking now. I'll, I'll say, well, I have cancer, so I should have the last cookie. Those type of comments. And um, while we joke about that, I also do not want to hold people hostage with that. And I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, I don't want that shit. So, um, am I learning? Did I learn anything from this? Have I learned? Am I still, have I, will I <laughs> learn from this? Of course I will. Oh, excuse me. It's bedtime. I don't think there's a right and a wrong lesson to learn or lessons to learn. But I do think the really good ones are the ones that 
help us connect with our center, with our core, with our own sovereign selves that know what makes us happy, that know what can bring us joy and and can get us through tough times. Yeah. So, I'm going to bed. Talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening.